Open your Bibles with me this morning to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10. If you love Jesus, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. If you love your brother, say amen. Yeah. That was pretty good. Praise the Lord. I like going to church. I go to church as much as I can. Praise the Lord. Let's read our text, St. John chapter 10, and we will read verse 10. Are you ready? If you'd like to look at one of our Bibles, you might have 10 Bibles at home, but for whatever reason, you didn't bring one with you this morning. If you'd like to look on one of our Bibles, just lift your hand. One of our ushers or hostesses, we'd be honored to let you use one of our Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, you can see us after service, and I'll give you a Bible. Amen. Keep your hand up for just a moment. We have extra Bibles. I see a few hands over here. Praise God. Let's read our text. St. John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Let's read that second part together where it says, I am come. Are you ready? Read. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. One more time. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, when I read these words, I picture Jesus with some indignation in him concerning the work of the devil. And he's explaining to his disciples and to us, he's saying, listen, the devil comes for one purpose. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. But he says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. So he's telling you the purpose. He's saying that if there's anything in your life that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, who's the one responsible? The devil. But... The good things and the blessing that comes from God comes from Jesus. And he says, my purpose is to give you life. Glory to God. But not just life, abundant life. Someone say, praise the Lord. Lord. Well, the word life in the Greek is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E. You might know some little kids named Zoe, or maybe they're not so little anymore. But this Greek word means The God kind of life. When the God kind of life comes on the scene, it gets rid of every bit of darkness. Well, when Jesus came into your heart, what came into your heart? Life. And if you remember, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. So Jesus is life. When Jesus comes into your heart, you have life. Glory to God. Let's put the Amplified up, if you will, please. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. 
Do you ever feel sometimes like you're just getting by in life? Sometimes you feel like you just wake up and it's just another day. Or you ask people, you know, how you doing? And they say, oh, it's just another day. Getting by. Or they say, oh, same old, same old. Sometimes we just feel like we're spinning our wheels. And it's just same old, same old. Well, that's not the kind of life that Jesus came to give us. He came to give us abundant life. But receiving abundant life from God has very little to do with God now. It has to do with us. Well, what do I mean when I say that? Is God going to do something more now that he, all, that he hasn't already done? Well, think about it. Jesus came to give us life, right? He died on the cross. On the third day, he rose again. Right now, he is seated at the right hand of God till all of his enemies be made his footstool. There is nothing left for him to do. Now, it's up for us to do our part, which means we are supposed to walk in this abundant life that God has given us. Amen. Well, how do you get abundant life? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. The title of today's message is A Daily Routine for Victory. A Daily Routine for Victory. And I'm going to give you seven practical things that you can do every single day to have victory in your life. Amen? Amen. We believe the Word of God should be practical, right? Last week we talked about your finances. Amen. We talked about how important it is to have a budget. We talked about how important it is to have a will. So when you die, they know what to do with what you left. We talked about the importance of of all of these natural things. Well, we're going to talk about today the spiritual things. The natural things are spiritual, but we're going to talk about, about seven practical things that you can do to live a victorious life, spiritually speaking. Amen? Amen. So let me give you um, a couple other translations here of, of John 10.10. 10. Here in the, the B part of the verse, in the RSV, he says... Uh, and have it, or have this life, abundantly. The Beck translation, have it overflowing in them. In other words, it's God's will for us to have life overflowing in us. How would you know if a Christian has overflowing life? Think about it. How would you know if a Christian has overflowing life? Because he has a lot of money? Well, that might be part of it, but, but that's a very, 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 very small part of it, right? How would you know if a Christian has overflowing life? Jesus said, you'll know my disciples by their, by their fruit. But he also said in John 13, one of the fruit, he said, you'll know my disciples by their love one for another. So how we love each other has everything to do with whether or not we have overflowing life. What's another reason? Or what's another way would you, that you would know? Joy. The, there's nine fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, long-suffering. Long-suffering. What does that mean? Putting up with each other and doing it with joy. Amen. So you know that you are full 
of the life of God and you have it overflowing when the fruit of the Spirit is in you. If you wake up every day and you look like you were baptized in lemon juice, you know that you don't have overflowing joy. So what do you need to do? You need to get full of the life of God. And again, Jesus is not going to the cross again. Come on. Jesus is not going to be raised from the dead again. He's already done the work. The work is finished. Now you and I got to walk in it. So we're going to talk about these seven steps. Are you ready to get into it? I'll tell you what they are, and then we'll go through each one. Number one. Number one, every day, give thanks to God. Number two, pray in the Spirit. Oh, I don't believe in all that tongue-talking stuff. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say, and then we'll see whether or not we want to believe what the Bible has to say. Thank you for that one amen. Number three, meditate in the Word. Number four, confess the Word over yourself. These are seven things you should do every day as a daily routine to have victory in your life. Number five, decide to walk in love. Now, these are in no particular order. Personally, I, I would have put that one probably number one. Glory to God. Number six, be open to the Holy Spirit. And number seven, be a giver. Sow seed and give from the right motive. So those are the seven things. If you missed it, you'll, you'll, you'll have an opportunity. We'll get back to it. Let's begin with number one. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Give thanks to God every single day. And we could literally do probably an eight-week series on Thanksgiving because the Bible is full of teaching on giving thanks and why it is so important to give thanks to God. Anybody can, can complain and murmur and feel sorry for themselves and talk about other people and cuss. I mean, anybody can do all that. There's an old little saying that says, if you complain, you'll remain, but if you praise, you'll be raised. Amen. Glory to God. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3. In the last days, he says that there will be those who will be forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So how many believers are in the house? Well, if you're a believer, then every time you receive food, and this word meat is not just talking about carnivores that eat, you know, beef and, and chicken and all that. We're talking about nourishment. So when you eat food, you should not eat food without Thanksgiving. My daughter would say, you should not eat a McDonald's cheeseburger without ketchup. She'd say, there is no such thing. She's four years old. No cheeseburger without ketchup. No food without Thanksgiving. So there should be at least, what, five or six times a day y'all eat? That you should be giving thanks to God for the food. Well, when you give thanks to God, he says in Psalm 100, you enter into his gates with thanksgiving. 
So thanksgiving to God brings you into his presence. How many by now know that God is real? Come on, put your hand up. How many have encountered God personally? Come on. Amen. He's alive. Well, when you begin to give thanks to God, you come into his presence. Praise the Lord. Uh, look at verse 4. For every creature of God or every product, every living thing, whether it's a carrot or a, or a pig or a turkey, every living thing of God is good. And nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Well, what if it's not received with thanksgiving? What should it be? Refused. In Romans, he says, if it's not of faith, it's sin. So if you can't do it in faith, you can't do it. And thanksgiving is a way that we release our faith. Glory to God. Uh, Psalm 26. And verse 7, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Well, once again, you can have a voice of complaining. You can have a voice of murmuring. You can have a, a voice of, I don't have enough. I can't make it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Or you can have a voice of thanksgiving to God. Every day you should make a decision. I am going to give thanks to God. Every day you should make a decision. I'm going to use my tongue and my voice as a voice surrendered unto God to bless his name. And when you give thanks unto God, you release spiritual power into your life. What it's doing is you're releasing your faith in God. When you say thank you, you're saying, I've received it. When you say thank you, you're saying, it's done. If someone were, to, someone were to give me a gift and I didn't do anything to deserve it, how many things have we done that we have deserved the goodness of God? None of us have done anything good to deserve God's goodness. He's just good and he gives us his goodness. Praise the Lord. Well, if someone gives me a gift and I haven't done anything to deserve it, all I can do is say, thank you. And when I say thank you to God, I'm releasing my faith, even though I haven't seen it, and I'm receiving from him. Praise the Lord. Psalm 50, verse 14. Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thou thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. So notice he says, offer unto God thanksgiving. Well, if you have to make thanksgiving an offering, how many know that it's going to then cost you something? If you have to put an offering in the bucket, it's costing you something to give something away. It's an offering. He says, offer to God thanksgiving. So when you're going through a trial or you're going through a struggle or you wake up in the morning, listen, Anyone can say, I'm tired. Anyone can say, I don't feel like going to work or school today. Anyone can say, I feel sick. But when you begin to release faith in God's word, 
then thanksgiving should begin to rise in your heart. And you offer the voice of thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Psalm 69, stanza 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Again, praising God, thanking God has nothing to do with how you feel. You got to make a firm decision. I'm going to give thanks unto the Most High. I'm going to give thanks unto God. You can find something to be thankful to God for. You might have a pile of bills this high. You might have a crazy husband tripping out and you feel like divorcing him. Come on. Your body might be full of cancer and you're having to go through chemotherapy. You're, you've got some struggles and some trials. But you can find something to be thankful to God for. And when you start thanking God and you start working on that thanksgiving, his presence will come. And you know what will happen? Your perspective will begin to change. Someone who is unthankful is someone who walks in darkness. Romans chapter 1 says that they were unthankful and their, their understanding was turned to darkness. Why? Because they were unthankful. They were unthankful. They were unthankful. When you murmur and you complain and you gripe, you can't be thankful at the same time. Glory to God. Psalm 100 verse 4, you don't have to turn there. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Go to Psalm 107 verse 22. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. So again, instead of murmuring, instead of complaining, instead of finding fault in others, open your mouth and begin to thank God. Begin to thank him for his blessing. Begin to thank him that the sun came up this morning. I'm telling you, you can find something to thank God for. Thanksgiving in the morning is better than Tim Hortons. Because caffeine will only last you a few minutes, but the presence of God will charge you up for the whole day. Glory to God. Begin to thank God when you first get up in the morning, and I'll tell you, begin a daily routine of victory. Even if you're making a cup of coffee, start thanking God for the water to make the coffee. Thank God for the grounds that the water's got to go through. Thank God for the cup that you are privileged to have. There are people in China right now, not China, Japan. Well, China too, but Japan, because of this earthquake, they don't even have a house. They don't, all their cups are broken. They got nothing. You have a much, much to be thankful for. Much to be thankful for. Psalm 147. I pray that somehow they go to the library and download this message and they start listening on the importance of thanking God and right in the middle of their mess, right in the middle of, of what Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy, they start thanking God and their eyes are opened and they begin to see that God has a path for them. Listen, anytime there's trouble, anytime the devil sets a trap for you, God has made a way of escape. God has made a road, a blessing that you can go down if you'll choose to. 
Every time. Don't you tell me that the devil is bigger than God. It ain't true. God is not your problem. He's your answer. Yes. 